gentlemen and friends beyond the binary. Welcome to Trope Trophies with your hosts, Johnny and Stephanie. In this podcast, Johnny and I will be exploring the tropes and we'll be pinning two characters or stories against each other. You will give a brief summary of the trope, then we'll have three rounds to prove to you, the listener, that our characters should be the winner. Super important to mention that this podcast is filled with spoilers. So if you're interested in any of the stories or characters mentioned in this podcast, pause the episode and go watch Heathers and Sailor Moon. Now, without further ado, this week, the trope is villainous crush. This trope implies whenever a villainous character has romantic and or sexual feelings for a heroic one. So usually it's like the main antagonist and then the protagonist that fall into this trope. Yeah, for sure. My pick is JD from Heathers. My character is Prince Diamond. We're going to start now, guys. Ready? And we're off to round one. Round one is background and character. What we know about JD is that he's like kind of like the new new kid in school. It takes place in Sherwood, Ohio. It's not a real place. It's a fictional town. And I would say it's a fictional rich town because these girls are literally playing croquette. So I'm just like, yo, ain't nobody play that. So they got to have money in this fictional world. JD has been in seven states and seven schools, and his dad owns this big bud deem construction. Basically, he just blows up buildings and like rebuilds stuff. And after he's done blowing up stuff and taking buying their land, he moves on to the next town. So JD has a little strange background, a little moving around a lot. His mom walked into a building two minutes before she clearly knew that his dad was going to blow it up and was literally waving goodbye from the window. So we can get a sense that JD has a bit of trauma from that, especially when like Veronica asks him if he even likes his dad. And he's like, I never even thought about it. But from that, he knew that he actually liked his mother. There's no love said in this. Just like he's a pretty rebellious kind of guy. He's smooth. He knows just what to say. And he's in love with the protagonist, Veronica. But on the story, essentially, these girls named the Heathers. There's the elite Heather. Heather, I don't know. She's just the biggest bitch. And Veronica fantasizes killing her because she's just like, this girl is just literally my nightmare. And she had really one bad night. And Heather threatened to ruin her whole, I guess, her stature or her status. There you go in the school. Veronica just has this whole meltdown and JD just apparently just seems to just be there. He kind of just talks her into talking to Heather and just like mixing with her drink. If she really wants her dead, one thing goes to the other and she dies. And then a bunch of other people in the school stop dropping like flies and the head people involved is JD and Veronica. And it's kind of how like the story ensues. It's a little background on character of JD. For me, my character of choice is Prince Diamond from Sailor Moon. So he's found in every version and he is in the second arc of the Sailor Moon story saga. He's the second arc and is called the Black Moon arc. You guys can watch it in the anime versions, which is the 90s and the Crystal, which is the most recent reboot. 
and then the manga. I just also want to give the prefix. Sailor Moon is my all-time favorite anime. So, like, if you're realizing I'm going very in-depth in this, because I am fucking obsessed with this show, and I'd be damned. <laughs> yeah, literally, my whole childhood is watching okay. Sailor Moon. If y'all remember on Cartoon Network, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stephanie was like, the dubbed isn't enough. We must watch subbed. Yes, but when we went to DR2, like, I would stay up, look through all the channels trying to fucking find Silver Moon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the primary antagonist was the wise man, but wise man had went to Prince Diamond and convinced him to come to a planet called Nemesis. Interesting, right? And they were using this crystal called the Malfic Black Crystal, and that was supposed to rival Neo Queen Serenity's Silver Crystal. The original plan was to not even attack the future, to go in the past and kill Neo Queen Serenity before she becomes Neo Queen Serenity, when she's just Usagi Tetsuno. That was the original plan. But Diamond, being who he was, was like, fuck, I do what I want when I want. So he decided to attack in the present. And little to behold, as no one's surprised, Neo Queen Serenity is fucking beautiful, gorgeous, and mysterious, and the last of her fucking kind. There is no other moon people. As soon as he sees her, he becomes obsessed with her at first sight because he's like, her beauty, the gaze she gave me. This man fell out with someone who looked at him with hatred. <laughs> like, right. I want to, like, we got to think about that. You're destroying the kingdom. You look at me. You're looking at me all flabbergasted. I'm like, you're, my kingdom's on fire because of you. Like, Fuck you. Right. And then you have the audacity to like me? Oh, no. His story arc, the ending, depends on which media of Sailor Moon you're reading or seeing. The manga, the 90s, and Crystal are, like, completely different versions about what happens to Diamond. I'm going to go ahead and do my round two with JD. So round two, I'm explaining the character via the lens of the trope. JD's a villain. He's the antagonist of the story. Literally, Heather's is just all about everyone being like the top popular person in school. This is a high school setting, if I haven't said that enough. You know, he is the rebellious new kid that no one really knows or really cares about. He's just kind of there. He doesn't start getting other people's attention until the popular girl, Veronica, goes up and talks to him. And literally their first conversation, they're like going around asking people stupid questions like, Oh, what would you do if you had $5 million and in two days you knew that aliens would come and destroy everything? And like JD answers this as he'll go into the middle of the lake, bring tequila, Bach, and sax. Mind you, these people are like 16, 17. Who's thinking like that? JD already shows you he's already on another realm from everyone else in this high school. Because Veronica's talking to JD, the two senior jocks, Ram and Kurt, that were literally just talking about how they wanted to bang Veronica, got jealous and pressed him and was like, oh, you know, they don't allow gays here, being like man discriminatory. JD, you know what his reaction is? He pulls up a gun and starts shooting blanks in the middle of the lunchroom. Like, what? Who's reacting like that? That should have been a number one sign from the school to like talk to his dad. He can't come here no more. He really tried it. How did this happen? But, you know, movie magic. So they move beyond that. But that that's already an alarm. Like, all right, something's not right with JD. So he literally quotes saying chaos is great. Chaos is what killed the dinosaurs, darling. After he kills the lead Heather by making her drink liquid chlorine, I feel like What's good and bad about JD is that he 
has nothing but ideas and he has a knack for untapping people's potential. He views that Veronica's unhappy with his friend. So he's just like, why don't we just get rid of her so you can just live your life happily? And like as a teenager and your angst, she's literally writing her in her diary like she needs to die. She's like the freaking witch from Eastwick or something like that. He basically exploits her being upset with her status and the way that she has to feel like she's at work with being her friends because she feels like she has to act some kind of way. Every time she's angry at someone, it's like, boom, death. After Heather dies, he obviously kind of changed it and made it into like a suicide note. Like it was literally his idea when, idea when it happened. And Veronica has this knack for getting people's names correctly. I mean, like not, not getting people's names correctly. It was copying exactly how other students write. So she just wrote the letter and kind of just made it seem like, hey, I killed myself. That's kind of like the downfall of everything. Mm-mm. Even down with Ram and Kurt, she went on a date with them with the other Heather as like a favor. And Ram was just doing the most. JD just was there. Like, you know, those guys that just be there creeping in his motorcycle. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I know you want to get out of here. Let's go. Literally during the funeral, we see JD is staring at Ram and Kurt like, y'all are my next victims. You guys are bullying other people. The equilibrium of the school, like the status was changing ever since Heather died because the nerds are like speaking up to the jocks. Like that was the point. But because he realized that everything was kind of becoming calm and he thrives in chaos, he was just like, oh, let me enable another person to take Heather's power. So he spoke to the next Heather and basically got her to have everyone in the school sign a petition to kill themselves during this high school dance party. Prior to that, you already have Ram and Kurt that died because he tricked Veronica to thinking that the bullets from the gun were electro whatever bullets and that were only going to tase them. But she literally shot somebody and killed them. And she didn't even know that was the intention. And he was the one who plotted them to look like it was like a gay, a sad love story because it was such Mm -hmm. a small time community. He's controlling people's minds here. Obviously, he really loves Veronica because she's down for it. I think it's basically the only lady that he's ever loved. And I think later on, as soon as like she starts realizing all of the negative influences that he's been putting in her life, she rejects him and he keeps pushing himself on him with like forcing kisses. The Bonnie and Clyde days are over. His love for Veronica was so true that he even like died in front of the school and exploded because he was like, I'm gonna let you clean off that. See, like who was thinking all? JD is just the villain. He was really trying to plan the whole school to kill themselves. Like they all signed this petition to kill themselves in the name of playing toys with society's depictions on teenagers. And like, oh, if you think we're all over emotional and suicidal, well, then here's a sad story for you. He thought it enough to be like the school can represent society because of all of the nerds and the jocks and all the monarchs and how the system in schools kind of in high schools rule. I feel like JD is a perfect villain because he got the protagonist of the story to do some terrible things. He challenged everyone and kind of manipulated everybody to doing what he wanted them to do. And that is a true villain. The ones that play with your head and you don't even realize it. Yeah, but his villainous crush with Veronica, remember? Because that's the point of this, his villainous crush. He, we all know he's a villain. His like, villainous crush is that he enabled Veronica to partake in their Bonnie and Clyde adventures of like killing people every time she's upset. 
and how she had to come to realize this cycle of like high schoolers being on top and being the top bitch wasn't going to end until she just became the leader. So he was kind of necessary for her to realize that for herself. But the villainous crush, like he just did everything for Veronica. He was like, oh, I hate Kurt. You, we hate Kurt and Ram because all they want to do is just fuck bitches. Let's kill him. Like he was just enabling everything that she hated because he hated it too. But he honestly wanted to see them dead. And that was just never her idea. Well, they seemed to have a really deep conversations because, you know, when they would talk, she actually felt like she was being honest and could speak to him about how she was feeling about her friends or school or just whatever. Like JD just got it. Having that love and violence blurred between the lines, I feel like she just lost herself, but also found herself in the process. I forgot to mention this. He was actually planning to kill Veronica because she was going to snitch on him. And he really came up to his to her window to do it himself and was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this in the name of love for you. Devoted love, but it's twisted, but it's still love. Sorry to interrupt, but I had to add that part. And he also snitched on her and said that because that she was feeling suicidal. So he was just I, doing the most I, to I, just keep him I, with her. Surround <laughs> for me is Stephanie. Prince Diamond's obsession with Usagi comes from any form. 90s Usagi. Neo Queen Serenity Usagi. Fuck, if he saw her when she was just Princess Serenity, he probably wouldn't want her to bang her still. Like, for him, it's love at first sight. And then for Usagi, it's like, disgust at first sight. Because it's like, who fuck are you ruining my damn life? I'm living a good life. Why the fuck are you here? Because, you know, Diamond doesn't understand what free will is because, you know, his his um, power is actually mind control, which is funny, right? Mind control. I know. Already. He kidnaps Usagi and then in the 90s version is a mind controlling technique, but where she can't move her body, but her mind is so strong that she's aware of what's happening. And he kisses her against her will. And it's just like, what? Those force kisses, man. It was those force kisses. And then it's just like, well, you're mine now. So like, get used to it. Like, you are my trophy. He basically kidnapped her to become the trophy wife. He kidnapped her. Yes. And meanwhile, he killed all her people and was like, oh, but you're going to be my wife, though. Yes. He likes to control, to have the most beautiful being, being Usagi. She's the most beautiful being in the universe and that she would technically be a trophy for his conquest of earth if you think about it, it's like everything else could die except her i must have her that's why he's a villainous crush because it's just kind of like oh so you'll destroy the whole world but you won't kill this person okay hurt but you're also not treating him as a person because in reality you're taking away their right of free will because you decided that they're better off just being beside you at all times Round three is why they are good or bad characters via the lens of the trope. I think JD is good with the with the trope, especially since he actually really loves Veronica and his biggest sacrifice is like literally killing himself so she wouldn't be caught in any lawful issues because he was the one who kind of catalyzed everything that happened. Like he was the catalyst to everything or the reason why everything happened. 
And I feel like that's right on trend with like a villain. That's what makes him a bit interesting for me, that he would go all that way for her. But then he fits along with the trope because he's like that guy that just enables you. You say you didn't want to do that? Well, let's do it anyways. With his like, but he uses his own view of thinking and just manipulates the people around him. And it's just like, you have this untapped potential. I'm going to bring the worst out of you using that untapped potential because you're a leader. You're definitely a leader, Veronica. You can take over the school. But what if you were to do something bad with those leading skills? I feel like that's exactly something like Veronica realized. Like she never needed the Heathers. She could just be herself and just be a good person. And that should be enough. And stick up to these freaking bitches, okay? And she was actually helping people because, like, suicide was getting out of control because everybody started committing suicide. And there comes the newscasters coming in, recording everything. And JD is happy as a clam. He's like, I love this chaotic energy. Uh-uh. He was like, I don't know, like a main ad. If y'all seen True Blood season two, he was on that main ad shit. Like, chaos, teenage, madness. That's what he wanted. And he's aware of society. He's always like reflecting that the school is like society and we need some work. So why don't we all just blow ourselves up so we can make a point in society? Obviously, we don't do that. And that's what makes him villainous, because who's going that far? Sacrificing all these people's lives. No one's signed to die. Along with his crush, I feel like him and Veronica definitely have some really good chemistry. After that one bad night, he mysteriously crawled up her window and was like, hey, I don't remember any disclosure of addresses being said, assumed, nothing. But he just always seems to just be there. Even on the way to the party, she stops to get a drink. He's there. She's home, mad. Who's there? JD. And they play these strip croquette and she's just all vulnerable, already like intimate, open to him. So he's going to take advantage of that. He often speaks in metaphors and uses them to convey his philosophies on certain matters. People will look at the ashes of Westberg and say, now that's a school of self-destructed, not because society didn't care, but because the school was society. Now that's deep. He literally prides himself in looking at things differently and picking them apart. I feel like that's his, like, one of his strong suits. I think the bad thing about him is that, obviously, he's a stalker, he's a liar, and he's a manipulator. That doesn't mean that he never loved Veronica, because he was willing to put his life on the line for it, and he respects that she's a strong bitch, and she can handle herself without you. Like, she shot you, boo. She shot your finger off. She stab- She was willing to stab you. Like, she was gonna do what she had to do to save everybody. That's the untapped potential that he got out of her. Because before, Veronica would just been like, whatever. If I don't know what's going on, I don't care. But she did. And I feel like that's what makes JD a really great villainous crush. Helping your character learn something about themselves and just always know that the love was still there. They were hanging out. They were meeting parents. They were actually really dating. Like, it was serious for a little high school relationship. So, like I said before, Prince Diamond's actions, like, all his downfall really leads to everything that went wrong in the kingdom was happening. It was all 
stems from his obsession with fucking Usagi. So out of the three ear durations that I, I mentioned before, all of them are different from each other, but one of them is massively different from the other two. So in the manga version, Prince Diamond dies because he is fighting both Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. I have never read the manga. I haven't had time to do that. I mean, I will put that on my list. I will call this list my consumption because obviously that's what I need to fucking do. So he is fighting Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask, I'm assuming, because he wants to remain control over her. In the 90s version of the anime, Wise Man tries to kill Usagi with one of his um, black pillars, but he jumps in the way so that she can survive. So some people could view that as like self-sacrifice. It's up to interpretation. And then in the retelling of the crystal, that's supposed to be following the manga. They actually switched it up and made it so that he still sacrifices himself for the greater good. So it's like these two iterations makes you think like some people would want to think it's a redemption arc, but like I don't view it that way. I kind of just feel like he did it because he's like, she's too beautiful to die. So I'll die for her. I accepted that I'll never have her because obviously she don't fucking want me. But for obvious um, reasons. I also feel like it could just be like, do the last right thing. This is the other thing, right? To all my listeners and future listeners and whatever, to each their own. But I, for the life of me, don't understand why people would ship Prince Diamond and Sailor Moon together. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I think mind control to make someone submissive and do your bidding is not consensual romance. So, like... It sounds like a major red flag for abuse. I don't know. Ask an expert. Because to me, it sounds like it will become Stockholm Syndrome. I don't get it. I don't get it. No way unhealthy. Like, you're going to kill all my people and I'm supposed to want you? People who who defend his actions or like that last death. Bro, Everyone projecting. Yeah, like, no, no. Villainous crush. You kidnapped me, took me to a different planet, and was like, I'm going to kill your friends and family, but I'm going to keep you alive because you're beautiful. Like, hello? What? I don't understand. I killed your whole society because I thought you were gorgeous. Hello? Villainous shit. I will destroy the world for you. And it's just like, but no one asked you to. No one even wanted that. I don't fucking want that. I'm married with a whole husband and kid, bro. She's not even available for you to go this hard. Why did you? Why? Why? Who are you? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's villainous because it's just like at the end of the day, it's like, you don't respect nothing. You don't care about my feelings. You don't care about Usagi's feelings. It was all about pride. And I mean, damn, anyone tells me differently. Be like, no, there was actual love. Where? Where? Where's murdered? the love? That's Where lust, sweetie. Y'all see <laughs> I want to know. Tell me the line. Because I didn't see it when I read it. But any, I didn't even read the manga. So. I'm saying I mean, I, people defending that is just literally love and lust. Like, there's two different things, ma'am. Right. It does say, like, romantic and sexual attraction in the trope. But but I what I want to say is not all love is equal. And I personally am an advocate for communication. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bare minimum. (laughs) Health dynamics. I I know some people like the idea of enemies to lovers, but I want to know that's not what happened because they were enemies the whole time. I mean, we cannot not be enemies. I just want to make that clear. 
the whole time. That's the end of round three for me. So now we have the afterthoughts. So I'm going to go first. She didn't mention it because she was talking about the Heathers movie. Little does she know that Stephanie, who loves musicals, has listened to the Heathers album and bought the album. Like, it's not as if I it was from a streaming service. I bought the entire album album and listen to it all the time but this is from a different perspective of jd yes it is it's a very different perspective of jd in the musical. not the film i'm talking about the film heathers so whatever she has to say nah don't discredit me. i'm already discrediting you. you i came with the facts no, i'm just no i'm not in discredit i'm just trying to say what i'm talking about is the movie so your idea of- Afterthoughts, like, come on, bro, like, listen, listen. So it's very evident that JD and Veronica are very much in love. The entire musical, they have two duet songs, Our Love is God, which is like before Jay-Z actually kills the two jocks. They're like talking, oh, our love is like the dinosaurs and all this stuff. And they're like revolution and, you know, all this teenage stuff, you know, you think it's just talking smack. Until Veronica realizes that she accidentally shot the guy and really was going to kill him. (laughs) It was like, oh shit, this is real. This is real. And this is like all playing in the same song. And then Veronica begs JD to like stop at the song, let us just be 17. So she just wants to live a normal 17 year old life. And he was agreeing with her, but then he was too far off. So the song, I really want to specify that like makes him like a villainous crush. It's because she rejected him, right, at this point, because it's just like, bro, you still don't understand. I don't want what you're putting out. This isn't what I want from us. Like, this is not the man I fell in love with. He's just like, girl, I'm in too deep now. There ain't no coming back. He's like, I got the taste of blood. I got the taste, girl. And I I wish you got it too. But the song I'm is meant to be yours so he starts singing to veronica like you're the only one for me we're meant to be together one of the lines is like i was meant to be yours we were meant to be one i can't take it no more then the last verse of it where he was just like yelling at her to open the door then begging her to open the door then giving her an ultimatum about opening the door, then opens the door and is surprised that, you know, she is hanging because she faked the suicide. And he assumed that she killed herself. He sees, oh my God, oh my God. So you think for a minute, maybe he'll stop. So then, <laughs> no, the song, he's like, well, she's gone, but I'm going to finish where we left off. So he goes off to, try, to still try to destroy the school. So it's just like, oh, so you're going to kill her regardless. Like if she said, no, you were going to kill her. Heard, got it. Very villainous in the sense of I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I love you, but I love killing more. I didn't listen to the musical, but a lot of those lines that you mentioned, like our love is God, he mentions in the film. Yeah. And like being dinosaurs and revolution, how chaos is needed to build something new. And like, mm-hmm. that's how it, he was basically just explaining that's how he feels about their love. Like it was built and brought upon chaos. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. For notifications on our latest episodes, subscribe to our show. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on our socials, you can follow me at Jerry Ari, so J-A-R-A-R-I at Instagram, and Stephanie at all socials as 
the bewitching bard. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.